Hello and welcome to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot, including practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Okay, so this week I am joined by Davis Mastin, Associate Product Manager for Reporting at HubSpot, all the way from the USA and Boston. Today, we're going to be talking about an acronym that has been banded around quite a bit lately in the marketing world, and that is ABM uh, or account-based marketing. With HubSpot and other uh, software providers sort of leading the trend at the moment of marketing platforms that have introduced new ABM tools into their products, uh, Davis has a unique insight into the world of account-based marketing and what is needed to do ABM successfully. So welcome, Davis. How are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Okay, um, so we always like to start off the podcast just asking a bit more about our uh, interviewee. So let's start off with uh, the most basic question uh, the listeners might be having. What exactly is ABM? That's a great question. Account-based marketing is essentially targeting an account or a company rather than trying to nurture a bunch of individual leads. So when I think of it from a high level, if you feel as if your company is best Um, creating a product or service that's going to benefit from going after certain companies that you've already predefined in your head, rather than, you know, what we think of in inbound marketing as, uh, you know, an individual persona or an individual lead, um, that's typically the better fit. So the TLDR there is it's inbound marketing, but just focusing on companies instead of individuals. Okay, brilliant. So uh, how does that differ from the way most businesses will treat leads and prospects then? Like I said, you basically just forget about personas and segmentation and personalization tokens um, in the context of HubSpot. Instead, you're trying to identify those high value accounts that you want to close and assign each one of those to a small team of marketers and sales reps to go after it. And I think that's a really, really important part. And I'm sure we'll hit more on it later. The key to account-based marketing is having your marketing and sales team aligned on, okay, we're going to go after this individual company and we need to know everything about who we're trying to target within this company, what type of content is going to resonate, and why our solution makes sense for them. It's a little different than your typical marketing sales relationship. Yeah. I suppose ABM really will only fit to certain types of business and the, and the way certain types of business sell uh, and the products they sell as well. You know, in my mind, ABM is often uh, associated with, you know, more enterprise level businesses rather than the sort of smaller SMEs. But can ABM really be used across different size of business? I would say yes, although I I do understand the hesitation for a small company or a small group of marketers and sales folks wanting to get started on it. I think the most important thing is the alignment piece. Um, You know, from my time as a customer success manager um, at HubSpot, I've seen great ABM implementation. I've also seen some not so great ABM implementation. Um, One of the companies that comes to mind for me that I was working with that did ABM really well was a group that had perhaps no more than maybe five or six marketers and a small team of about 10 or 20 sales reps. But there was so much alignment on, you know, which type of content the marketers were going to create, which individual people inside of an account they wanted to target. And then those sales reps really being bought into the idea that, yes, we're going to kind of change the way we go about sales. Let's worry far less about trying to just get as many leads calls as possible and let's just focus on the individuals so i would say if you have alignment you any small team can do it yeah no i agree so when it comes to actually implementing account-based marketing 
what are the steps and what does that typically look like for a business? How, how would you actually get started with ABM? I'd say the first thing is getting alignment between your marketing and sales team um, to make sure that they're bought into how the, this is a strategy that you want to move forward with. Um, once that alignment is there, it's important then to really kind of identify what are those key accounts you want to go after? And you, and you can absolutely put them into different tiers. Um, a lot of folks will do that um, in terms of prioritization of, okay, this is a tier one account. This is a tier two account, a tier three. And that's going to depict what type of content you create and how much of a high touch versus low touch strategy you're going to have. Uh, I think the next big thing for implementing ABM is then being honest and practical about your resources. So how many target accounts are you trying to go after? Um, you know, for a really customized high touch ABM strategy, um, I'm just going off of some numbers that we have internally at HubSpot. A lot of ABM marketers will have a ratio of four to one in terms of four target accounts to one ABM marketer. Um, and, you know, that's going to obviously kind of change how you think about the content. It's going to be super customized, um, super tailored to each account. As you start to kind of trickle down, though, and say, hey, we want to get into kind of like AVM light, um, a combination of, you know, programmatic where we're going to be using some automation. We may have really similar content that we can repurpose for another target account that has similar needs that we think we can solve for. Um, that's where you're going to, you know, kind of start to expand out. Uh, I think the ratio I've heard is anywhere from 20 to 1 to 40 to 1. And then finally, the programmatic ABM, if that's an area where you're really trying to automate this, repurpose as much content as possible, um, you know, that's also going to kind of depict uh, how you should be thinking about staffing up alignment between marketing and sales. Um, if this sounds similar to an inbound marketing strategy, uh, that should make sense because um, it really is just thinking again about uh, marketing at the account level rather than the individual level. Yeah, I was going to ask, actually, you know, does inbound marketing sort of fit into to ABM quite well? I think it does, personally. And, and if you just think about, like, what you're trying to do with account-based marketing, um, you know, there, there are some different strategies. You know, I know that, um, you know, a company dinner is one that can be really important. I've seen some customers get really creative with, uh, you know, baking cakes for prospects and putting information inside of a cake and some wild uh, other really creative strategies there. but Ultimately, it's about inviting people in to a solution or an offer that you have. It's not too much different than inbound, no? Yeah. Okay, so in terms of friction when it comes to actually implementing ABM, I guess it's never always a straightforward switch in your marketing strategy to suddenly just be running an ABM model. Um, so yeah, where are the sort of pitfalls and where's the most friction sort of come from when transitioning to an ABM model? Yeah, that's unfortunately true. Um, I guess there's friction in anything, but... I would say there are two big common points of friction that I see when a companies are starting ABM. The first one is resourcing. Um, you know, the biggest question in the room is, okay, great. Who's going to pay for it? Is this coming out of marketing budget or sales budget? Um, and just really making sure that each department is aligned there on um, how much of their own resources and, and cost they're going to incur for an ABM strategy. I don't have a perfect answer for that, but um, there needs to be alignment before you proceed because I have seen companies burn out, unfortunately, um, once the resourcing and staffing question comes up. The next one is uh, really just making sure you're aligned on who your target accounts are. Uh, like I said earlier, the, the idea of tiering your 
accounts is really important and can help you make some important decisions when it comes to um, time allocation, um, what type of content you want to really customize versus repurpose for other accounts. So if you can get alignment on resourcing and staffing and who your target accounts are, I think you have a good shot at, at um, really getting off the ground with this. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, in terms of tiering, actually, is there any sort of model of actually tiering target accounts that you'd suggest? Or is it is it down to, you know, company to company, really, and how you actually tier and what the factors are you use to tier accounts? Right. That's a great question. I've seen a lot of different ways to do it, but um, the, t- the tier one accounts are the ones you want to think of. Do we want to spend time trying to engage with them on a one-to-one personal level? Um, And then ultimately, are these tier ones going to be high value? For example, in non-COVID times where you can actually meet in person, if it would make sense to take uh, a a, a target person from a tier one account out to dinner or to go to the right trade show so that you can introduce yourself to them and these kind of really expensive, high cost, um, very hands-on, one-on-one touch points, um, that would be eligible for tier one. Again, I think the biggest question you have to ask there is just margin. Um, is the ROI going to be there to go after a tier one account? Tier two, a little bit more of a lighter approach, right? So you want to have some of those um, those higher touch point uh, engagements, but you can also rely on automation. And then tier three is kind of that hybrid approach where you are really looking to be you know, more broad. Uh, you're not trying to boil the ocean necessarily, to use a cliche, but um, you can, uh, you know, be a little less hands-on. And so I think, again, the biggest kind of way I've seen accounts or companies really um, leverage ABM properly is just thinking about that margin question and as well as that need question. Yeah. Um, you mentioned resource before and the, the sort of resource you can put into ABM. Is there a cutoff point between the size of, of different purchases? You know, is it worth actually running account-based marketing to sort of small even transactional purchases or is there a certain level where you know you need to hit before you can actually run abm that's a great question hmm. I, I feel like my answer is yes and that's where you kind of go the m- more programmatic way but what do you think i personally think that there is a level you know if, if you are a business that is is running on transactional purchases and you're selling products to right. consumers uh then i don't think abm is probably always going to be the way i think b2b on the other hand you know if you're going after big accounts which take time, energy, and aren't just sort of quick wins, then, you know, ABM would naturally fit into, into a business like that. Um, and that's why I probably mentioned that, you know, the enterprise level businesses that do work when they're doing deals and they're selling their services, they're in the sort of hundreds of thousands to million range. You know, that's why ABM, I think, really does work well compared to maybe selling your services for a few hundred pounds. But Right, right. So would you say that every account, even ones likely to be smaller purchases, be given the same ABM treatment? Probably not. Um, I think that, uh, you know, to, to the point that you've, you've made, if you're, you know, going to be putting a lot of time and energy and effort into closing a deal that's going to be a few hundred dollars or a few hundred pounds, um, a few hundred euros, whatever it is, or something that really isn't going to be worth the time and energy, uh, there's different ways to engage and drive that revenue. ABM really should be for when you are trying to sell into a business where there's a buying committee and there's a lot of different stakeholders who you need. Um, I also just think that ABM typically takes more time. Um, And I think that's something that I've seen marketers get frustrated with as well as sales 
folks when they are starting on ABM, realizing that it takes months to years to close some of these accounts sometimes. So if if you're trying to sell a service or product into a business where that's the case, I think that's one litmus to show that ABM could be right for you. Um, but no, I, I don't think it's right for every single business, depending on your product or service. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, is it actually sustainable for, for businesses with smaller teams to actually dedicate time to ABM? Yeah, we talked about resourcing before, but if you have a small sales team and a small marketing team, is ABM still even possible? It can be possible, but again, you just don't want to burn out. And you also have to think, you know, is taking time to implement an ABM strategy going to take away time, you know, reasonably to close other deals, to, you know, create marketing material that's going to drive um, qualified leads in other ways. So um, I, I, I've seen small teams not burn out from it, but I would say there are a lot of folks that go into ABM that don't realize how much time and effort it's going to take. So you do have to be cautious, especially if you're a smaller team. Yeah, definitely. And I guess ABM is, it's a bit misleading because, you know, ABM is account-based marketing, so that's marketing in the title, but it's also, it's not just marketing's role to actually run ABM, is it? It's, it's a mix of sales and marketing. And I guess both teams really have to be aligned when it comes to ABM. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Um, I, that it was either my first or second qualification for getting started, right? Uh, if your sales team is not engaged and interested in this, you can create all of the best world-class marketing material, come up with the most creative, strategic ways to engage uh, folks that are usually hard to reach. But if your sales team doesn't buy into the fact that there's a typically purchasing committee, that they're going to follow up with those qualified leads as they come into the CRM and as they start to show interest, then it's all for not. The biggest thing with ABM is you have to have alignment between marketing and sales. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's just move on from the sort of strategy around ABM and just talk around the tool set that you can use to help you run ABM projects. So um, how important is it really to have a tool set specifically designed around ABM? And you know, HubSpot's recently launched their own ABM tool. Could you talk a little bit more around the tool set around ABM? Yeah, absolutely. Starting from the marketing side, I think it's really important that you think about your accounts that you're going after. You know, you've identified the different types of tiers of accounts that you're going to go after. You've identified, um, you know, the ideal persona within your target accounts. And then do you actually have the MarTech stack to go after them? So if ads are going to be a really important thing, do you have the right way to do a re-engagement campaign to do a lookalike audience campaign. Um, I'm thinking for Facebook, Google, I know LinkedIn, that's not their exact name, but they have a similar product. Uh, same thing with the automation side. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you're following up in a timely manner and that you are um, you know, creating the right material for, for your website. So I think it's really important, especially from a creative content perspective, that you have the right tools there. And then obviously for sales, they need to be knowing what's going on with every single engagement touch point that is happening from people within the target accounts, right? So do they actually have the right email sequencing in place to follow up with them? Do they have all the notes of, um, you know, which content these key stakeholders are engaging with um, to kind of show, hey, they're interested in this uh, or this kind of brand messaging resonated with them here. Uh, so I, I think really, if you just think about it, um, HubSpot does offer a lot of the ABM materials you need, um, but there's going to be other areas, especially when I think about content 
and sales engagement that you've got to make sure are in order. Yeah. Okay. So a um, bit of a loaded question, this one, but um, do you <laughs> think that ABM is the future of marketing and sales or do you think it's just going to slot into marketing strategy in general? I, I mean, <laughs> a future of marketing and sales. <laughs> what, are your thought, what are your thoughts on that? ABM is the future. You know, it's been around for a while, actually. Um, you know, we've been consulting on this for years. And, you know, especially as there's just not just HubSpot, but there are a lot of other great solutions out there to help companies that are doing ABM go after the right target accounts, engage them and sell into enterprise level um, companies. I think it makes sense for certain companies that are selling those types of products and services. But, I, I, you know, I don't think everybody's going to be switching to ABM necessarily. Um, but I don't think it's going away. And I think that it's only going to continue to grow, especially as, you know, there's more interest in it, especially as more and more companies find success in it. Um, kind of like inbound marketing. I think inbound marketing is a way to do marketing. It's a future of marketing. I think it's a great future for marketing, obviously, but you know there are also other ways to do it. I acknowledge that. No, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I d- yeah, I don't think ABM is not going to be the way to do marketing <laughs> in the future. It's always going to be going to complement other strategies. But I agree with what you said. I think it's going to get easier for sure. I-, I will say that I think that doing ABM in the past was a lot harder. You know, our competitors as well as our own solutions are making it easier. So I think that is one of the reasons why it's going to stay in vogue. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, software is coming a long way at the moment to to sort of revitalize a lot of types of marketing that you know have been around. Like like you say, ABM has been around actually for quite a while, and the way of doing that it's not a new concept really, but it's just been brought to the forefront by software and and innovation really, hasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so just to just to finish off, then, what would your number one tip be for businesses looking to take an account based marketing approach? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, it's going to sound really cliche, but just do it. Just get started. I've seen more companies spend, and and I say this not to be trite or dismissive, but I've seen more companies spin their wheels for years trying to figure out how to get started. And they're so afraid to uh, pull the trigger and just get started with creating material, um, identifying those target accounts and going after it. And I think it it is scary because it is a longer cycle. It takes longer to to prove ROI. But I think that, you know, if you have a small group of marketers and sales alignment and and you're able to say, hey, we really think that these are some target accounts we want to go after. We want to collaborate together. Then that's enough reason to get started. It's shocking how long it can take companies to get started. And I think the biggest thing I see is just fear, fear of the unknown, fear that, you know, while ABM has been around for a while, it hasn't been easy to execute until recently, um, just because of the advancements in software. So um, if you have, if you see somebody as a marketer on the sales side, or as a salesperson, if you see a marketer that really understands and grasps which accounts are, you know, higher priority, and, and, and again, just how you make money as a business, then I think that's enough. You have enough buy-in there to at least get started and kind of sample Definitely. Do you, do you have any recommendations for any resources people can go to to get started or learn a bit more about ABM at all? Yes. Uh, one person worth following is a colleague of mine, Ethan Copet. He's a product manager here at HubSpot. He was the product manager for the ABM tools. Um, he posts a lot of thought leadership on LinkedIn. Um, so definitely recommend following him and uh, getting connected with him. We also have some uh, Academy course material if you are familiar, uh, go to, I think it's academy.hubspot.com and, and we have some ABM material that you can get started with. 
Great. And uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Davis, what's the best uh, way to do that? Uh, do you have any? Are you on social media? I, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm r- relatively active. Uh, I post every once in a while, but um, yeah, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Great. Well, thanks for your time today, Davis. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have got some really good insight into ABM there uh, and will be able to kickstart their own account-based marketing efforts. So thank you. Thank you, man.